Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. All right, welcome into the Odds and Audible's podcast. I'm Matt Prame. Eric Scopel is with me as always. And today we are continuing our series. The, the year is, is winding down. And so not only are we looking at this season as a whole, but we're also looking at the entire decade because uh, when the calendar flips to 2020, we're entering a new decade. We're evaluating, discussing all the best moments, all the best players of Oregon football over the last 10 seasons. Some of it's look, it's included the golden age. It's a Heisman winner, uh, big bowl games, big wins, conference championships, lots, lots, lots of good stuff from Oregon football from 2010 to 2019. And Eric, today we're going to go into uh, the five best players in the decade for Oregon football. I think everyone kind of knows who number one is. Um, I think it would be a, a monumental shock if you or I pick somebody else. Um, but, did you not pick Camden Lewis, Matt? Oh, oh no, shoot. I did not. Oh, I gave um, <laughs> that'd be the po- that would be the poll of the century right there. Um, <laughs> But nonetheless, it's who else makes this list, where they make this list. Do you go offense? Do you go defense? I mean, defense for the longest time has always gone underrated, underappreciated in my mind. How many defensive guys did you put on your list? Um, how, do you include anyone on this year's team as well? I mean, lots of lots of tough choices here. Yeah, really t- tough. And I'm still deliberating a little bit. I, well, I guess I shouldn't because we're doing it now. Um, okay. You want me to start with my number five because I, I was sure. going back and forth with two guys, but um, my number five, I am going with a player currently on the team. I think Troy Dye uh, squeaks onto the back end of this list, and it was really tough between him and a couple other guys, and we'll talk about who those guys are in a couple minutes when you see who else is on the list. But um, he's currently fourth all-time in the school history in tackles. He's led the team every single season he's been here. Uh He's, I think, the only player of the last 50 years, or maybe it's the last 40 years, I have to go back and look, to have over 100 tackles twice. Um, he's just, in terms of this defense and everything that it has meant in terms of turning this program around, is, is kind of at the heart of it all, and he means so much. Um, I know he lacks some of the national recognition in terms of awards, some of the all-conference you know, recognition in terms of he never was and probably won't be this year either, uh, the defensive player of the year. Um, but I just think the caliber player he was over a four-year career is kind of unmatched from a defensive perspective with the exception of one other player who's up higher on this list. Um, but I, I think Die will go down. If you go back and look at the record books of where he stands, I mean, the guys who are ahead of Troy Dye on the list all played either in the 60s or the 70s or the late 80s. So, you know, this is... From a tackle's perspective, kind of uncharted waters over the course of the last 20 to 30 years, I think he deserves to be considered as one of the best of the decade. I struggled really hard with this pick with three guys. Uh, 
Troy was one of them. I wanted to put Troy there. I fell with a defensive player, though, and that's Ifo Ekpe Olamu. Um, two-time Pac-12 champion in 2011 and 2014. A consensus All-American as a senior in 2014. A three-time first-team All-Pac-12 player, 2012, 2013, 2014. Uh, a guy that was going to be a first-round draft pick. Yep. High first-round draft pick before he suffered a knee injury, a gruesome knee injury in the days leading up to the 2015 Rose Bowl. Um, and then he fell all the way to the seventh round, picked 241 uh, by the Cleveland Browns and just never, his career never could get going just because of that injury. Um, Efo, I have just, this is a guy that, that, you know, four year starter, just like Troy Dye was, um, you know, accolades galore for this player. He will go down as um, one of the best tacklers uh, in program history. Uh, always had, you know, always was on the football field, whether it was special teams or defense, uh, what have you. It just felt like this was he was in my mind the best cornerback, maybe secondary player in program history. Uh, the fact that he was a consensus All-American as a senior tells me a lot. Uh, I also think. He's a guy that, you know, he made a ton of plays, nine interceptions, 48 passes defended, eight forced fumbles, uh, one fumble recovery. Uh, he had six and a half tackles for loss as a cornerback, which is pretty impressive. He scored one touchdown, um, on the interception. Uh, you know, this was just a guy that just, he was everywhere for Oregon's defense. And, uh, it was, it's a damn shame that injuries kill his career. Yeah. Full disclosure, that was who I was really considering and going back with um, for my fifth spot between he and Troy Dye. Um, there's no easy pick there. Like A lot of the stuff that you said I agree with. Ifo was a tremendous defensive player, and again, the injury, it's really a bummer that he didn't get an opportunity to show what all that he could uh, as a professional player because I think there was a lot left there. Um, also, another really high-character, high-caliber guy, um, a player who um, I think if you're are, are, are kind of a new Oregon fan and maybe missed that part of this program this decade, uh, you missed out on a really tremendous player and uh, certainly somebody I considered. I mean, I was going back and forth. Even when you turned to me and said, all right, who's your fifth guy? I was I still haven't quite <laughs> made my decision yet, and I kind of went with uh, an instinctual pick, uh, but Ifo certainly deserves to be considered. Uh, my fourth pick, uh, offensive lineman Hironis Grasu, the center for those National championship uh, appearances, uh, you know, he was a first-team All-American twice. He was a first-team All-Pac-12 player three times. He was a Remington finalist 2013 and 14. That goes to the top center in the country. He really was uh, undoubtedly, I would say, just in terms of the accolades this decade. And, of course, there's Penny Sewell out there who still has a chance to make some noise. But Grasso was the guy, and he had a, an incredible run there. And, obviously, with that national recognition of being an All-American twice, of being an all-conference first-team guy three times, those are not easy things to accomplish. That says an awful lot about the caliber of player that he was. So uh, to me, he's somebody that needs to be acknowledged. I know an offensive lineman, that's not a flashy position, but um, somebody that I think I would be remiss if I did not include on a list like this. It's funny because I also have an offensive lineman on my list, so they're not un- they're not underappreciated. Uh, number four on my list, Michael James. Um, I think this is going to be a guy that's, you know, three-year starter. Uh, he was at one point in time, uh, 
the school's leading rusher until Royce Freeman broke that. Uh, I think had James stayed four years, though, at Oregon, um, he would have by far been far ahead of, of Royce's 5,621. Freeman, uh, LaMichael has 5,082 yards in three years as a starter at, at, at running back. Um, he has 53 touchdowns to Royce's 60. Uh, again, three years to four. Um, LaMichael James, just everything about him screams elite status and a guy that, you know, he seemed to always play big in the biggest stages for Oregon football. Um, you go back in 2011, his sophomore season, uh, for the Ducks, uh, or excuse me, his, his, his junior year, uh, for Oregon, you know, 288 yards at Arizona. He had 239 against California, 156 at Washington against the Cardinal, uh, 146 yards. Pac-12 championship game. He had 219 and three touchdowns against Wisconsin in the Rose Bowl. He had 159 yards. Uh, in 2010, he was all over the place. Again, Tennessee, 134 yards and, and a touchdown. Like at Arizona State, he had a touchdown and 94 yards. Stanford again, 257 and three touchdowns, 136 and two touchdowns at Washington State against the Trojans on the road, 239 yards and three touchdowns. I mean, LaMichael James was almost an automatic 120 yards every single time he stepped foot on the football field. Even his freshman year, his redshirt freshman year in 2019, it got off to a rocky start, you know, 78 yards on 11 carries in the first two games. But then it was just like, boom, he clicked, and you could not stop him. Uh, he had 152 against Utah, 118 against Cal. Uh, against California, 152 at UCLA, 154 at Washington, 183 against USC, 125 at Stanford, Arizona State, he had 150 at Arizona, 117, and then against Oregon State, 166 yards and three touchdowns in the battle for the Roses. So uh, Michael James was, in my mind, the best running back uh, that Oregon has ever had uh, in program history, and that puts him at number four. How do you have him at number four? That seems underrated, Matt. I'm confused. I, I, I'm your list is compelling me now because I have him higher than that. Um, I'll just put it that way. Okay. Uh, I'm curious to see what's, what's what's coming up on your list. My number three, uh, DeForest Buckner. Uh, you know, I look at him and go, he's only the second Oregon defensive player to win the Pac-12 Defensive Player of the Year award. Uh, Haloti Nada being the only other player to do that. He was a first-team All-American that season. Um, back in 2015, uh, first team all pack 12 that year, first team or second team all pack 12 the year before. He was, I think, the best defensive player of this decade. I think, um, a rare combination of size and power and athleticism. And that, that, that 2015 season, um, you know, it, it's one of the better individual seasons we've, we've seen from an Oregon, uh, defensive player. And, uh, I think the kind of one of the cool things, about Buckner is that he came in the same year as, as Eric Armstead and Armstead was a five-star recruit. Buckner was kind of a high four-star recruit and it was actually Buckner who had the better career and, and yeah. you know, Oregon would be kind of hard pressed to have two guys of that caliber come in. And those are both two guys that were end up being top 10 NFL draft picks to have both those guys in one recruiting class. is pretty spectacular, but that 2015 season, 17 tackles for loss, 10 and a half sacks, five pass deflections, um, and one fumble recovery. Also had 83 tackles that season, um, which were team best. Uh, he is 
undoubtedly to me the top defensive player this decade and somebody who um really uh you kind of wish he finished his career on a little bit of a higher note in terms of that 2015 season was unfortunately uh sort of a rough a rough way for him to go it was not a very good defense he played on um but he did get to play for a national championship in 2014 um but DeForest Buckner undoubtedly one of the best players this decade I have at my number three, uh, Penay Sewell. I'm projecting here. Oh wow. Okay. I, I think, I think Penay Sewell is going to finish his career as one of the best players to ever play at Oregon ever, regardless of decade. I think he's the best offensive lineman to date that we have seen play. Um, I, I truly think he is going to be in line for the number one draft pick. Uh, as a junior in the 2021 NFL draft, should he leave? I mean, John Wilner this week put out, a, uh, earlier this month put out a story that said, you know, if, if Sewell comes back for his senior year, which he won't, he said, he will have the opportunity to go down as one of, if not the best offensive lineman in Pac-12 history. Uh, I just think Penny Sewell and his level of, of play is, uh, unmatched and Oregon will have you know they his departure will be sorely missed because uh he is that special of an Oregon Duck football player so all right let's take a quick break uh you're listening to the Austin Audible's podcast with Matt Prame and Eric Scopel introducing the two-way v4 where groundbreaking fuel cell technology meets fresh foam cushioning for the ultimate performance with fuel cell each step feels explosive delivering unparalleled energy return paired with fresh foam experience maximum comfort throughout the game its lightweight textile upper offers support and breathability without sacrificing agility whether you're hitting the clutch shot or locking down the opposition the two-way v4 gives you the tools to play at a high level learn more and purchase the two-way for yourself at newbalance.com This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. All right, welcome back to the Austin Audible's podcast. Matt Preem, Eric Scopel here. We're talking uh, Oregon football and the best of the decade. Who are the five best players uh, that have played for Oregon uh, over the last 10 years? Uh, we have two names left. Uh, Eric, you're, you're up. Well, you've already put LaMichael James at number four. I put him at number two. Um, I think he's the second best player, um, this decade for Oregon. Uh, you know, I, I made this, I would make this case and feel pretty good about it just in terms of, you ran through some of the numbers there. He was unbelievable, an unbelievable running back at Oregon for those three seasons. And I think if he'd come back for his senior season, he'd have a shot to be, the NCAA's all-time leading rusher, um, just with the, with just the pure numbers he amassed over that time period. Um, not a huge player, but ran with so much heart and so much fire and was such, such just a consistent presence over those three seasons. I know he had an injury um, at one point that cost him a couple of games, but like you just look at the way he ran. He ran really, really hard, and he ran at a very, very high level for a very long time. And so uh, a player that I think is is – 
one of the best, if not uh, the best running back in pro. I think I would say he is the best running back in program history and somebody who I think you have to tip your cap to. And I think, Matt, you have him at four. I think that's too low, man. He's, he's better than that. I think he's the <laughs> second best player this decade. I really do. Um, and, and if not for who's at number one here, uh, he'd be a, a very strong pick because he was a Doak Walker winner. Uh, he was a guy who was all-conference for a handful of years and, and somebody who was certainly deserving of appreciation. All right, my number two pick uh, is DeForest Buckner. I, I think he's the best player ever to play on the defensive side of the football, a guy that's going to go down as one of the greatest ever, regardless of position, uh, Morris Trophy winner, um, on the defensive side of the football, which is given out to the best defensive lineman in the conference, which is voted by the peers. Uh, that, so that's, I think that speaks volumes. Uh, you know, a guy for four years that was a starter for the Ducks, played on a national championship team, easily could have gone pro after his junior year, uh, chose to come back, uh, and help the Ducks in a 2015 season that I'm sure quite probably didn't go the way he was he was expecting it to, but at the same time injuries played a, a factor in that. Um DeForest Buckner is is my number two pick uh for the top five players of the decade. Well uh do you have any guess of who my number one might be, Matt? <laughs> uh Kellen Clemens. Oh you know but Kellen didn't play this decade, Matt. He played he played oh, last okay. decade. Oh uh, shoot. Yeah no it's uh, it's that guy Mariota and and, and like Indeed. I didn't even, the thing with this is like, I didn't even have to like, I just wrote one Mariota, uh, and I didn't even really have to think <laughs> about it. It was like instinctual. It, it, it happened without me even really having to use any, any of my brain. I just went one dot space Mariota, and there it was. And my, my list was, ta- I had the top of my list finished, and then I had to figure out everything behind him. Um, uh, he's the best player in program history, so he, clearly he's the best player of the decade. Uh, only Heisman Trophy winner. The statistical stuff, uh, you, you'll, you'll probably run through it, you know, right after I finish this and go ahead because it's just, it, the guy was amazing and, and um, <laughs> and he won so many big games for Oregon, uh, and was such a great ambassador for the program that I, I don't think there's any question in anyone's mind that when you see an all decade top players in, in Oregon all decade list like this of who's number one, it's going to be Marcus Mariota every single time from every single person. And if they go a different direction, I don't even know what the defense for that would be, to be honest. <laughs> yeah, I mean, this one is obvious. Like, there's, there's no doubt. I mean, Mariota's the only Heisman winner in program history. Uh, you know, on top of a ton of, of the record books. And the crazy thing is, is he did it in three years. He only played three years at Oregon. Like, usually when you see guys that, that reach the top, it's because they've been at Oregon or at any school for four years. Now, granted, he was a three-year starter, um, and that helps. But you often see four-year starter guys being the ones that make, you know, top of passing records, top of touchdowns, and yada, yada, yada. You know, I, I just – Mariota is the best player hands down on the field. Uh, he is what you want your football player to be off the field, uh, the ultimate teammate, the ultimate leader, the ultimate player to ever play at Oregon football. Uh, and to this day, still guys talk about recruits. Oh, I want to be, the, I want to be like Marcus Mariota. I want to go to school because that's where Marcus Mariota went. Uh, to this day, even though he's been gone now for five years, uh, from the program, he still is, uh, turning heads, making names, 
uh, and resonating with, with players that are out of Oregon now or looking at Oregon in the future. He's that special of a football player. So that's going to do it for us on the Odds and Audibles podcast. Hope you guys enjoyed the show. Hope you guys enjoyed this series. Uh, we'll have a couple more uh, coming up later on this month. So for Eric Scopel, myself, Matt Prame, thank you for listening to the Odds and Audibles podcast. Adios, amigos. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.